Welcome to the Good Grind Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois, and we have got a garden bite for you today, folks. And it is a question that I have been getting this time of year. Oh, tis the season for post-holiday plant care. So I need a little bit of help answering this one. I have pulled out one of Ken Johnson's blog posts from a couple years ago when it comes to taking care of our amaryllis. Now, a lot of folks, you are going to get amaryllis for the holidays, and you are going to want to save that plant because it's a beautiful flower. Who else uh, would want to not save this? It's, it's a beautiful plant flower. It's fun to grow. So a lot of times, folks will call the extension office, email me, and say, hey, how do I make this, how do I keep this alive? And how do I make this bloom year after year? Well, with Ken's help, let's answer that question. And along with evergreens, poinsettias, there's another sign that the holidays have arrived at your home, and that is amaryllis. So whether you're going to buy this as a gift for yourself uh, or a gift for someone else, these are relatively carefree plants and are a great great way to add splash of color indoors. Um, So amaryllis, uh, is actually a large bulb. Uh, they can be anywhere from two to five inches in diameter. The bulbs will produce large, um, could be four to 10 inches, uh, trumpet-shaped flowers. So they're big, you know, tubular type flowers. And they have they rise up on these long flower stalks. They can be up to two feet long. Uh, the flowers can be a single flower, or sometimes you can get double flowers on there. And the colors are seem to be endless, but they range from red, salmon, pink, white. Uh, sometimes you get a mixture of colors in there. They're striped and or mottled. Um, so lots of different colors and options for you. The leaves that come up there, they're strap-like leaves. Uh, you know, I would equate them to being kind of like iris, you know, sword-shaped leaves. Um, and so the, the leaves are produced about the time that the flowers begin to open. So... Um, so you start seeing leaves usually once you start seeing blooms. So what to look for when purchasing these bulbs from the very beginning? Uh, when it comes to selecting any amaryllis bulbs, your size does matter. Uh, larger bulbs will have more stored energy, so that means they will produce more flowers. More The larger bulbs also tend to produce thicker, stronger stems. Um, so if you've ever gotten kind of a dinky amaryllis bulb, you know that some of those stems they can be kind of puny and they flop right over. Um, so just like other bulbs, when you're purchasing them, you know, if you go to the onion in the produce aisle and you pick up that onion, you do the same thing with your amaryllis. You make sure they're firm, uh, that they don't have any mold or decay or they haven't been gouged or injured in any way. When it comes to planting and care of the amaryllis bulb, many of the amaryllis plants available throughout the holiday season, they often come pre-potted. So one key thing just like with your poinsettia, is make sure the pots have drainage holes. We don't want these plants to be sitting in water. Um, So if they have drainage holes, you're good to go. Uh, Occasionally, you'll find some that have already started to grow, and that's fine. Uh, All you need to do is give them a little bit of light and water when you get them home. Uh, But if you do buy an unpotted amaryllis bulbs, there's a few things you need to do to get it growing and off to a good start. Uh, So first thing is plant the bulb in a pot with drainage holes. Did I say that already? That's because it's important. (laughs) Um, You know, you want those drainage holes to be about an inch. Uh, You know, you want 
So you want that pot to be about an inch wider than the bulb. So you kind of want that to be a little bit of a tight fit there. Um, you know, ideally the pot should be also be uh, about twice as tall as the bulb. So there's adequate space for roots to grow underneath. These can be pretty big bulbs. Select a soil free, which means well-drained potting mix. Um, and so plant the bulb in there uh, so that at least the top one third of the bulb is sticking out of the potting mixture. It's also a good idea to leave about an inch of space between the top of the soil and the top of the pot. This is just a good, uh, you know, potted plant practice so water doesn't spill out when you water it. Once planted, water your amaryllis thoroughly and allow excess water to drain from the pot. You can do this in a sink, which is a pretty good idea. That way you don't get water all over your tables. Then place your plant in a sunny window. You want to keep your soil moist, but not soggy and wait to water until the top two inches of the soil feels dry. Once the flower buds start to show color, so they come up and you start to see color there, move the plant out of direct sunlight and into a cooler location. Uh, moving the plant is going to help retain blossoms for a longer period of time. Uh, if you've ever been to a floral shop, you know that they hold their flowers in a cooler and that just keeps them going for much longer than if you would keep them out in the full sun area of a room. After they have bloomed, you know, a lot of people, they'll treat them as annuals. You can get amaryllis to bloom next year, so you can hold on to them. Allowing seeds to form will deplete the energy resources and can lead to reduced blooming in subsequent years. Wait to remove the flower stalk until it begins to yellow. So the flower stalk, just like the leaves, can create food and energy with photosynthesis. And the plant will use that and store that for future flower growth. So the flower stalk actually has two roles to play, holds up the flower and can photosynthesize. We just don't want seeds to develop. So that's why we cut off the spent flowers. You'll also want to leave the leaves of your amaryllis. As with other bulbs, now think tulips or daffodils, we need the leaves to create energy slash food so the plants can bloom again. After your amaryllis is done blooming, put it back in that bright indoor location. A uh, window with a southern exposure is probably going to be the best spot. Water regularly, fertilize monthly. Um, use an all-purpose houseplant or indoor plant fertilizer. Just follow the directions on that label. Amaryllis can go outside once there's no longer a risk of frost because they are tender plants. Place them in an area that receives filtered sunlight at first because you're going to need to harden this plant off and get it acclimated to being outside in the sun and the wind. Continue to water, fertilize as needed. In the fall, bring the amaryllis indoors before that first frost because it could damage it. So how do I get my amaryllis to rebloom? Okay, for amaryllis to rebloom, they need to be exposed to cool temperatures for a period of time. This can be done by forcing your plants into dormancy. You force them into dormancy by placing them in a cool, and by cool we mean 45 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit uh, location. It's also dark. The cooler temperatures and the lack of light are going to trigger dormancy. And once dormant, the bulb is going to need to go through a resting period for about 8 to 12 weeks before it can be forced to bloom again. During this time, while it's dormant and not growing, do not water the plants. Uh, as the leaves become yellow, just remove them. Now, while in this resting period, period uh, every so often come down, inspect the bulbs. If you start that they, if, if you see that they start to grow, take them, put them back in a sunny window. If they do not start to grow on their own, you can 
force that new growth to begin by watering the soil and putting them back in that warmer, sunny location. When bulbs show signs of growth, start to resume watering, fertilizing, flowers are going to develop at about four to six weeks after this dormant period. So this is going to take a little bit of planning on your part um, to count backwards essentially from the holiday season. So anywhere from four to six weeks for that flower to develop. And then you have to also account for that eight to 12 weeks of uh, that, that dormant or that resting period for that bulb. So, you know, we're talking early fall, even summer here. Now, there is one new product on the shelves, at least in the last couple of years, we've seen their waxed amaryllis bulbs. Now, waxed amaryllis bulbs are kind of a new trend thing. And what this means is that the bulbs are waxed. That means the roots or the bulb uh, roots are removed and they basically jam a wire up into the bottom of that bulb. And the, the wire kind of creates like a flat platform for it to sit on and stand up on its own. Once they do that, they then take the bulb and they dip it in wax, which seals it. Um, usually the wax is some type of a holiday color, red, green, or white. And since the bulbs are sealed in wax, they don't need to be watered or planted in a pot. These plants are typically intended to be thrown away after blooming, but it may be possible to plant them with a little bit extra work. You got to break open that wax, remove it all, pull that wire out of the bulb. And then if it's still firm and not rotted, uh, which I, I've done this before, and that bulb that I was remaining there was basically just a, a, a mushy pulp. Um, if it's still healthy looking, it can be planted and cared for like any other amaryllis bulb. Well, did you know that a fact about amaryllis is that despite their common name, the plants we call amaryllis aren't actually amaryllis. Rather, they are plants from the genus Hippiastrum, which uh, is native to Central and South America. True amaryllis which have the genus Amaryllis, are native to Africa. Well, that was a lot of great information about our Amaryllis. And now that the holidays are over, what can we do to keep them around and maybe get them to bloom next year? The Good Growing Podcast is a production of University of Illinois Extension, uh, edited this week by, by me, uh, Chris Enroth. Uh, special thanks to Ken Johnson for providing the text for uh, today's podcast. Uh, and well, listeners, thank you for doing what you do best. And that is listening, and as always, keep on growing.